Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fassett. On this episode, we get to meet Emily Sprague. Emily is best known as the front person, lead lyricist, lead singer of indie folk band Florist. In this chat, Emily and I discuss mostly, because there's so much to talk about with it, the new Florist album, which is self-titled and came out back at the end of July. We talk about how it was the most collaborative album for the band, how its unique recording experience of sort of picking up and putting down instruments when they felt like it in this sort of airy, woodsy back porch led to this very insular but very together-sounding album. We talk about how improvisation butted up against more structured songs, and also how the last Florist album, Emily Alone, which was basically a solo project of Emily's, kind of dovetailed directly into this new one. We talk a little bit about what the future might hold for Florist. We talk a little bit about their surprising connection to Beyonce and more. So thank you for listening and please enjoy. This is me meeting Florist's Emily Sprague. weekend and kind of just like the thing happened where I I got back from from traveling for like a like an 18 hour day of traveling and then mm-hmm. immediately woke up the next day like starting to feel like I was getting sick oh no um, and then have just kind of been at home like laying low and um fighting a little bit of a cold but yeah it's not covid so that's that's nice anyway. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I know somehow I just keep saying this as if I'm not jinxing myself, but somehow I've not gotten it yet. Yeah. Me, me as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what's up with that. Or, <laughs> yeah. I, like I like it's same with the jinxing thing. I, I could, could be uh, setting myself up for disaster, but yeah, hopefully not. Oh, yeah. um, oh, were the, track. were the London shows solo? Yeah, it was um it was two nights at the same place. One was solo florist songs and then one was solo um like instrumental music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you play any of the 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 new songs on this upcoming record there? I did. Yeah, I played a a bunch of them. Was it the first time? Um so I did a tour in March. Um I was supporting the microphones. Oh, okay. Um that was a it was like a Midwest and East Coast U.S. tour, um, like 10 shows, 10 mm. or 11 shows. And um, yeah, that was the first first real run of shows that I've done uh, since since all these songs have existed. We played one florist show where we played a few of them like as a full band. But yeah, so that tour in March, I played. Yeah, I think I played like four, four, five songs mm. from the off the new album. Um, it's fun for me to play them now because they're, you know, they're new to me. So yeah, the newest at, at least yeah. for the most part. So yeah, we should, we should mention the, uh, this record we're talking about is the new florist record. It is self-titled also named florist, um, out July 29th on double, double whammy. How, how long has the record been like ready to go? Um, 
We finished mixing. Well, I guess I should say we approved our masters um, in November. Okay, it's not too bad. Yeah, it, the record like has been like eighty percent of the record was recorded and pretty much you know finished like as you hear it, except for the the mixing um, in. August or July of 2019. Oh, wow. So that aspect of it, it has been um, quite a bit of time that we've been sitting with like the bulk of, I guess, like the work that we did on it, just like the playing and recording and stuff like that. Right. Um, So basically we finished, we finished our, first like big it was a month of recording we were all living together at this house um in the Hudson Valley in New York and um we recorded for about a month together there and we most of the record like all the instrumentals and every every track every like song track except for two of them um was recorded at that house And then we had a little like pickup session in uh, 2021 last summer at one of our bandmates, um, sort of like his his recording space out of his house. Um, And we did a a little bit of overdubs on some stuff and we re-recorded a couple songs and we we recorded two new songs. And that was kind of like the bookending everything like I, I I had written a couple new songs in that year and a half time period that I felt like I wanted to be on the record so yeah the whole process like ended up taking almost you know three years I guess it was yeah two two years properly and yeah we you know we just took our time with everything we had a lot of time to sit with everything and listen back to stuff and make we made a lot of rough mixes of stuff and then when it came time to actually mix we went into a studio and did it and then we had some more mixing sessions after that with another person like it just was a the whole process was really about like not rushing anything um because for whatever, yeah, just for whatever reason, it just felt like the right way to approach this one. Yeah, um, it seems like a very natural feeling album. Yeah, which, which could be diminished maybe if you if you like labored over something. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've heard it described that way a handful of times now, <laughs> and I <laughs> I like I think it's really awesome that it sounds that way, and I I do I do hear it that way as well. Um, I think it's cool to have something that sounds natural that was labored over also. Like yeah. I think that, that means that means something as well. But um but at, like I think the the thing that was labored over more than anything I think was just like all the like psychological elements of music and the making process and the actual like acts of like hitting record and playing together like when we got when we got the recording, I guess you could say that was the one or that felt like, right. That was what we went with. That was always something that did feel really natural. Mm-hmm. And we, we, there's a lot of stuff on the record that we edited very little, like for that reason, specifically, 
but the decision to edit it very little, I think was like something that was, was, uh, given a lot of thought. Yeah. I guess what I mean when I say natural, in addition to all the connotations of it, but I guess what I, what I mean is that it does sound, there's kind of an ease to the sound and it sounds very organic. And I know that word gets overused, but it kind of, it does sound like I've read, you know, I've read the descriptions of the record. I know a lot of it was recorded at that house um, together and that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. That's, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And you mentioned uh, the core songs were actually recorded a few years back and the the time period you, you gave that's around when your the last florist record came out. Um, the Emily alone record, which was of course just you alone. Yeah. Um, those songs must've predated these songs by a little bit, I would guess. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. So I, I, I wrote all the songs for Emily alone, um, in the winter of, like 2018 to 2019. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just like the nature of that recording process had a little bit quicker of a turnaround time. It was also before, you know, like record pressing times had gotten really extended Yeah, um, because of COVID and stuff. So yeah, I had, I had written and recorded that album within the span of like two months um, Emily alone. It was, it was a really like fast process in terms of the actual making. Like I, I had written the first couple of songs and then I knew at that point what it was that I, I wanted it to be and like what was coming from that and what, what the songs were starting to mean to me. And And then I just started recording them. And as I was recording them, I would be writing more. And so it was like happening kind of all at once. Mm. Um, And yeah, I just, I spent a month recording and then I got it mastered and I handed it in to Mike at our label, Double Double Whammy. And like that, uh, I think it was that January, like I, I went to New York and mastered it. And then we had the masters and it was like sent off to be, printed um Mm. vinyl like in by february oh wow so yeah and then that that came out i guess in july of 2019 yeah Um, so they really did like butt right up against each other then the release of that and then sort of the conception of this new one yeah exactly so so emily alone was a really um i guess like signpost moment in my life and also I think florists life as as a project of like friends and collaborators you know it's it's always been something that like has been my songs that I've been bringing to like bringing to the table of us working together and kind of mind melding and having this this project that is so much more than 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 really you know all of us individually. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also followed our lives in such a way for so long, even at the time of making Emily alone, you know, it was like eight years or something that we had been actively working, you know, like on florist music and practicing and playing shows and touring. And a lot of it for the first, you know, five years or so was like in the underground. <laughs> like it was very, yeah. very DIY, very, like we just lived in that world and 
that was that was really like a big part of florist history and and I mean we were super young like you know I'm I'm the youngest of everybody in florist I'm 27 turning 28 in in June and when we started the band I was 17 you know we, we went on tour and everybody else is in their thirties now. And (laughs) and it's like, it really was just like, we were all so young and we just, we grew up doing this together. And so much of our stories like have been written like while this, this band and this, like this project, this like life project has been happening alongside of everything. And so I just kind of started to think of florist as that, like it's, it's a collection of, different like moments in our life that we come together and then kind of like express, you know, I'm writing lyrics and then everybody else is contributing like sonically with these emotional um, flourishments, you know, these elements of like Mm -hmm. creating, creating music. And Emily alone was like a very different period in all of our lives. It was something that I very literally just like went and, did by myself because I was at a point in my life where after, you know, having been, been basically playing music for like a decade and in, in, in a way that was kind of making it my whole life. Um, you know, I had, I had decided to like go on this quest to just kind of find out like why I feel the way that I feel and why the things happen the way that they do. And like, Mm. it, it it was met with a a time in my life where like I had a lot of change happen all at once. And I, you know, it was just a, just a pivotal time and just a big emotional changing time. And, and I started writing music and I could feel like the rest of florist as a part of the music, but I knew that it was something that was separate from that. And I kind of took the liberty, I think, just like as the songwriter sort of figure in the project of being like, I'm going to release this, you know, it's, it's, I'm making it all by myself, but I think it's like an important part of the, ultimately this like documentary Mm. of our project and our lives. And yeah, we then kind of immediately started discussing making the next thing that was going to be us all together, you know, again, in a way that we really never have before, like working on the music together really closely for a durational amount of time that was more collaborative than just me coming to like a, you know, a day-to-day recording kind of schedule saying like, okay, here's this song, like, let's record it. I'll do my part first, you know, then everybody can do some ideas. And it's kind of always been more or less like that. And with this record, it was just completely different. Like every song we played together live, we recorded most of them together live. We worked out stuff together live. We were like, you know, I was writing a lot of the songs in this house that we were all living in while everybody was just kind of like going through their daily like span of emotions and the instrumentals on the record are a part of that as well. Like the way that those all happened um, was we had all of our equipment set up on this porch um, 
that we were recording on and everything was plugged in and kind of at all times just ready to go. So we had no real schedule or real plan. We're, we're very like intuitive, I think people and like kind of unstructured. So we, we would just go in and out of this space and like be working on stuff and, and just doing, you know, making, making like a recording when it felt like the right time to make recording, I guess. Um, and so Johnny, who is, um, you know, one of the, I guess, like, just like original members of florist, um, would go out, um, onto the porch by himself and like start working on some of his instrumental music. And this is a person who like, doesn't release his own music. Um, he should, cause it's really good, <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, he just kind of doesn't. And florist is like his main, his main sort of like outlet of this like huge musical spirit of just like so many ideas and just so much amazing music, like inside this person, a lot of florist arrangements come from, you know, Johnny's like doing counter melody and like all these like layers underneath things, experimental stuff. And anyway, so he like would go out on the porch and, um, and start working on like either a sketch of like something he's been kind of working on or just like, playing a synth or playing his guitar into his effect pedals and just making something. And then somebody would like walk in and hit record on the tape machine because he would never hit record <laughs> on himself. But somebody would just be like, Johnny, like, holy shit, what are you making? You know, like, this yeah. is so beautiful. And just walk <laughs> in and hit record and then sit down and start playing with him. Hmm. And so all the instrumentals are just that it's like, it's this totally like just a capture of a moment, like never to be recreated basically of, of us living there and in this recording process. And the, the, the reason why we put them through the record in the way that we did also was because, you know, it, the music is there's, there's a lot of like context in there. There's like, you can look like, listen to everything with just the lyrics and think about like what I'm talking about, which is like both and the, the collaborative process and just like all this other like random stuff. Um, but then there's just like this alchemy of like the music that is like really emphasizing the four of us together. And I think like it's, it feels to me incomplete without those instrumentals because the music is the way that it is because of how we recorded it. And because of like who we are as people, who we are to each other, you know, we have like these relationships that are borderline like family, you know, we're, we're yeah. so close that at times it's, you know, scary, like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's so real. Um, so yeah, the, it started, we started talking about Emily alone, how <laughs> Emily alone became about the, um, this like prompt to then, you know, go right into the, the recording of this album. But it, it really was just like, I had done the thing that I felt like I needed to do, which was, you know, tell this part of the story kind of by myself, which right. I hadn't done yet. Um, at that point in like my adult life and 
then it was just right away like okay like now we just like get back to this you know like let's go like everybody's ready you know we all kind of went through our separate journeys during that time and came back together and it was yeah it was great do you feel like uh the new self-titled record wouldn't have been possible without that time spent making your own record alone at least would it have ended up differently i suppose oh yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely would not exist like as it does without without that. Yeah. And it's interesting you you made the uh you you said the word documentary before. And this yeah. album is almost like kind of documentary style. There's like a verite quality to it. Um and I'm assuming that this sort of togetherness and this sort of live documentation of the even the generation of ideas let alone the finessing of them. Um, is kind of what you meant when, um, you know, I've seen this record already called the the culmination of your journey as a band. Is that kind of what you meant? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that we have, you know, like florist, I think has always tried to put a sound or put a, you know, a string of words to a feeling that is, like indescribable, you know, that's, that's been something that I've like always been obsessed with and something that all all of us share. And I think the thing that we're really like interrogating and unpacking with this record is, you know, what does it mean to, to do something like in collaboration? What does it mean to have relationships? And, you know, like, like, like how Emily alone is told through my perspective and florist, you know, previously is told through the perspective of our lives and music is, you know, has a narrator always. It's like this record has that through the, through the lens of, of our lives and our, our experiences. But the thing that we, I think ultimately like were like spiritually trying to do during this process was make something that, that really like, like digs its claws into that question of, you know, why do we like have relation with people? Why do we collaborate? Why do we as humans, like have this as such a, such a deep part of our nature. Um, And for us, it's, you know, for us, music is the thing that, that, that gets channeled through. And the idea is that, you know, anybody can listen to it and hear a string of words or a arrangement of sounds and then be like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm feeling something because of this. It's making me think about, you know, this this element of my life. And yeah, it just um it's just it's just about that with this one. It 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 really has been our our kind of like honoring and um yeah just kind of like shouting out about <laughs> this being worth it and it being worth the the all of the like complexities and confusions about like having yeah just like having people in your life yeah. and um it being 
it being worth being raw and vulnerable about too, you know, it being, it being something that like is important to share. It's important to be open about. It's important to not be afraid of it's worth it. It's, you know, it's worth the risk of the pain of the loss of, you know, everything just crumbling away one day, which it can do, you know, it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of just like about all that at once. Yeah. Um, So it is, uh, you mentioned the instrumentals throughout, I'm assuming when you say instrumental, you're mostly referring to the sort of, um, interlude tracks, um, the, which have instruments in them, but are often also, um, containing like field recordings and, and, and there's a lot of, uh, there's three, three parts of bells. Um, but so there's 19 songs total, I'd say probably about half of them are, quote unquote real songs and the other half are the interlude instrumentals um yeah so i'm curious then with so much material and also so much emotionally and psychologically to mine um throughout the process throughout the writing which do you think was like the hardest song for you to to actually like finish Mm. or did it all come quite naturally um the hardest song to finish. No, there were definitely some that came way more easily than others. Um, we well, should mention I mean, some of them are long songs too. Like there's a lot of meat here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all pretty long. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a couple of songs that we have um, like different versions of that are pretty different than the ones that are like on the actual record. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how we recorded them, what instruments we're playing, like just, just kind of everything about the arrangement. Um, uh, I don't know if it's how worth it is to like name exactly which ones those are, <laughs> but I think for me, like, like, so the first track more, well, not the first track, but the, the second track, the first song, song, quote, quote unquote, morning, uh, Redbird part two was like one of the ones that I I felt the most like precious about, I guess mm-hmm. it was not the hardest one to make. It actually, I think was one of the ones that came the easiest like that. That was one of the first ones we recorded during that session that month. And um, it's, it's, we only recorded it once. Like it's just as, as it is like when we kind of just started started recording it. I think I, you know, I did a few, a few different vocals or something like that, but it's like, it's basically just, you know, we didn't, we didn't record something and then be like, Oh, let's try it a different way. Or, yeah. Um, but the process of like that song really like being solidified on the album as it is, was something that, I felt difficulty like really committing to because it really does serve for me as like a transition song between the last full band Floris album we did and this album. And that's why it's first on the record. That's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this, it's almost meant to be like, once you listen to the first instrumental, that song, the second instrumental, and then when that fourth song, um, Spring and Hours, which is the, the next single, like once that song comes on, 
it's something like 15 minutes have gone by or something. Like it's like, you're almost like, you're almost supposed to feel like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I've listened to like half of an album already. Right. And this is just, I'm, I have just basically listened to the first song. That was a really like hard balance to, to figure out. And I, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was something that definitely a lot of thought went into. Um, it sounds like you were sort of almost protective of that song. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a super personal song for me and it's, it's intentionally like very bare in a way that even the songs that only have like a couple instruments on them or are just me and guitar, you know, are, are not even bare. And that was, that was like a decision that was hard to make. We made that in mixing and it was like, yeah, just, just kind of like really intentionally like want this to be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a test of patience to listen, listen to or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, it's always a scary decision to make those kinds of decisions where like you're releasing music and you obviously want people to enjoy listening to it. Um, but you're making all these decisions where you're very intentionally like there's going to be this very weird, like experimental instrumental piece in between every like folk pop song. <laughs> and you're going to have to listen to that. <laughs> you're going to listen to the record. And also every song is going to be six and a half minutes long. <laughs> and, oh yeah. You know, it is not, like, it is not like a mixtape record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that, that, you know, in and of itself was kind of the hardest, um, like element of, of the record, we could have very easily like made a 40 minute or, you know, whatever the, the sort of condensed version of it that was, right. you know, cutting, cutting out all of the, all of the, the stuff that would, you know, be, be taken out in like radio edits or something like that. But it ultimately was, to us, the spirit of what this was, you know, was, was, was written like in, in between those lines. So. Yeah. Do most florist songs or do all florist songs start as Emily alone songs? Um, yeah, they do. Like the lyrical ones anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I mean, there, there were a handful, like half of the songs on this, on this one, you know, the songs with lyrics, um, I was writing more or less like with everybody around. Um, I'm not like super there, there, yeah, there were, there were a couple songs where like Felix, um, who's our percussionist mainly, um, they also play keyboards and guitar sometimes and everything, but mostly percussion. We play live, they play drums. Um, like there were a couple of songs that they, I played for them, like, you know, 85% finished. And we talked about some stuff and worked mm-hmm. on some stuff and, and, and more like arranging things like, you know, for some songs, it was like, Oh, don't, you know, don't play the guitar this way. Um, which in the past has never, never quite happened that way or, yeah. yeah, just just very, very different than like the Emily alone process of me just, you know, writing the song as, as I would write it and then playing it as I would play it for the right. recording, which these ones were 
nothing, nothing like that really. It was, it was all, it all became a conversation like, um, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, the music and the lyrics is kind of done like in, in that closed space of my solitude. (laughs) Yeah. So with all these interludes and almost this like collage aesthetic, um, and the, and the album being almost an hour long, um, how do you end up choosing to end a record like this? Because it's, it's so steeped in the experience of making it as well. It's almost, it's kind of like, a, you're making me feel like it's a very meta album in a way. <laughs> um, but you know, there's 19 songs. The 19th song is an instrumental Johnny on the porch. Um, wh- whereas like you, you kind of said, like you could have released you know, a 10 or 11 version song version of this, that would have been 40, 45 minutes, just like you also could have ended with uh, feathers, but Mm -hmm. you don't. So I'm curious then how, how does one or how does a band decide like, well, okay, we've made so many tracks. How do we end this now? Yeah. Um, we actually had more, (laughs) more (laughs) um, yeah, there was, there was more than this. Um, there were, I think two, two songs, like my songs with lyrics and stuff that got, that got cut. Um, and there were a bunch of other instrumentals that got, you know, that didn't, didn't make it on the record. And So getting it down to 59 minutes or whatever it is, was, was already like, we were pairing, pairing it down to be that. And beyond that, we didn't, we got to a point where we just didn't want to compromise anymore. You know, didn't, didn't want to cut it down anymore. Um, I really liked the idea of bookending it with the instrumentals and Mm. like, I just, yeah, I think there's something about those two the two tracks that are kind of introing and outroing the record are they they serve to me as like these atmosphere pieces that are like really like environmental um like scene setting kind yeah. of kind of pieces that the idea is to kind of get a listener in a headspace of being on this this journey like kind of in a specific place for this amount of time and obviously it's open to interpretation and like you can you can take that wherever you want it's it's more of like more of I guess an emotional place than a physical place but like the emotions of being somewhere outside when it's like kind of hot and the house (laughs) is like wooden and there's no air conditioning and it's summer and it's raining and you, you know, it's a light out really late and you're talking to people about like, you know, some, some heady like stuff, you know, and it's like just kind of like these, these moments in life that end up feeling really nostalgic. And I think by the time we were sequencing the record also, it, it was, we were past the point of like being critical of, or not critical, but like, being self-conscious of the music in the way that you are when you are kind of like making something and then just like deciding like, do I like this? Like, is this even worth anything? Like, you know, just like the, the self kind of almost self-deprecating 
analysis of like making work. And by the time we got to sequencing the record, we, we had this, we had been listening to it for so long, sitting with it, you know, listening to it for two, like a year and a half, almost two years. Um, really just, or no, yeah, over two years, like just, just kind of being like, you know what, like, this is exactly like this one, we want to be on there because like this one has always felt like this to me. Every time I listen to it, I feel this way. I always come back to it. Um, and yeah, it just is, it's important for us to have that, that be a part of it and have the place be set and have, um, this intention of the, the journey be there. Cause it, it really like, it's, it's trying to gently push the boundaries of like music being about more than just like a catchy song to listen to, right. you know, and like a place that you can go and like be really like, like, I, I like durational things. I like like patience and like kind of pushed like testing those limits, especially now in our, our kind of like instant world. Right. Um, and yeah, I just, I thought it would be a, a good way to, um, to lay it out where you just, you just have to like begin it and end it with these things that, that are, you know, a part of it and a part of it for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, I mean, there's definitely a sense of place on the record and and I'm sure those two tracks contribute to that quite a bit because you're right. It is like a, like a scene setting and then the ending is like well okay thanks for coming <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> do you guys when you're when is this the first time you've recorded you said this is the first time you've recorded quite like this right yeah um we've so we've always we've always recorded ourselves um but we've never recorded we've never recorded like in one like burst of right. time all at once it's always been a little bit more periodic we've never lived lived together all like just us while we're doing it mm-hmm. um that was like a, a major part of it so yeah it, it, in in those ways it's definitely we've never done it like this before is it a, a mentality or, or a recording style you'd you'd wish to do again um or would you rather sort of mix it up yeah i think at least lately the thing that I've been excited to explore next would be actually the four of us just going into a studio and having like an engineer be doing all that stuff for us. Mm -hmm. Cause that's like the next thing that we've never done. We've never just, we've never just like, you know, been kind of just like relaxed going into a studio session. We've always been thinking about, making it all happen ourselves. And one of us has always been kind of like, you know, having a, a guitar or a bass or whatever, like plugged in and reaching over to hit record <laughs> and then like starting this song, yeah. you know, it's always, it's always been very, very like DIY, very, and we all love to record. So it's, it's, it's all been fun, but right. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I'm, I'm interested in, in trying all kinds of new things now, at least. We'll be getting like a super high five for this record. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, what would that even sound like? Right. You know? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, sound if, crazy. If you transpose this, if you recorded this record in a very expensive studio, it would sound so different. Yeah. Right. 
the whole vibe would be different. The songs would be yeah. the same in a way, but the vibe would be different. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd be curious too what that would even end up sounding like. Yeah, there, there's there's so many possibilities. I mean, I think I'm at I'm at a point with Florist as a project too, where like we have we've been doing it this way for a really long time. You know, like the there were there were a lot of elements about the this album Florist that that we really changed that I think made it what it is that made it very different than any other florist record. Um, but there's, there's a lot of elements that I think behind the scenes and to me, like are still very much the same and very much how we've been doing it since like, you know, 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm definitely interested in trying, trying some new stuff and just kind of like having fun with it. I think, you, you know, I'm, I'm not really interested in making like this record again um, right, or right. any of our previous records again. So I think like, yeah, there, there's just, there's just more to explore. I mean, I, I'm like, life is, life is short, but there's a lot, a lot to do within it. So. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys planning to, to tour this record? Uh, yeah, we are. We, I think it's going to be, we're going to have a tour announced, I think, within the next couple of weeks. It's um, oh, okay. So that'll probably be, I'm sure the tour will be announced before this goes up. So if you haven't gotten tickets yet, go get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're doing full a full U.S. tour. So that'll be, yeah. And that'll probably be an interesting experience too, because you'll get to sort of literally get the band back together and see really, I know you've played one show as a full band, but then once the record's out and is a living thing with other people to kind of see how, how it moves when it's on the stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our, our last tour um, was in 2019. Which was a, and... a while ago, but we had you know, yeah, some things yeah. come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we actually started playing it. So it was right after we had finished the first kind of like session of this. And in our minds, you know, we were going to finish, finish that record within the year um and then you know history history happened and we uh here we are but the mm. the tour that we did right after it was like the month after we had finished finished the first recording session for this um we went on tour and we were playing a lot of the songs um and we were just like so excited to be playing them <laughs> So yeah, it, it's, it's been a long time coming to do a full band tour. I'm really, yeah. really excited yeah. to um, be getting out and doing that. And everybody is excited too. Yeah. I'm, come out to the shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, please, please come out to shows. <laughs> yeah. I know I've been trying, I feel like I've bought more concert tickets this year alone than I probably ever have. That's good. Like, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. excited. We're like, yeah. Finally, maybe, hopefully, we can go to things. Yeah, um, you know, we live in an uncertain, uncertain times. We've got a lot, lot of, lot of makeup, makeup work to do. Right? Here, yeah. yeah. We got to, we got to get that energy back. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the fi the final question before I let you go on my notes is a silly question, but um, <laughs> I wanted to know how is it to know to just know that there's a single degree of separation between Florist and Beyonce. <laughs> yeah um because for those who don't know <laughs> there is a florist track that is used whether i don't know how this all works beyonce is so famous who knows like where she falls in the in the pecking order but in her movie in her um 
was it her homecoming? Yeah, yeah. Movie? Have, yeah, there's there's a Florence yeah. track used. Yeah. Um she has, I mean, she has good taste. I don't know. How how did that how did that even happen? Um, you know, honestly, it was just a, it was like a cold call email. Um, I have <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> I have no idea how it so how weird. it came down the chain of command, you know, but I like, I guess I like to think or like, I, I can, I can somewhat confidently know that Beyonce has heard my mm-hmm. music and that I think I will just die happy <laughs> just knowing that. So, yeah, it's know. like, even if she didn't like, even if she wasn't the one who said, let's get florist on the phone, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone put it in there and then she watched it and said, okay. Yeah. And also all her fans have now heard it too, <laughs> which is really cool. And I, I, I might be misremembering, but I feel like there's a grouper song in there too. Oh, is there? I think so. Like it, the, the, the interstitial tracks yeah. they used were like shockingly like astute. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's somebody on that, on that, uh, <laughs> that music supervising team. That's like yeah. tapped into the, yeah, they're like Beyonce. This the is underground. Yeah, the kids are listening to Florist and Grouper. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we gotta get them. Can I call them, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it, yeah, it worked. It worked. It, yeah, it worked. It good, good idea. I think it was a great Ryan idea. Angelou was was listening. Was uh, speaking speaking over it. Oh my god! So, I I didn't even realize um, that. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Double yeah, whammy! Yeah. Double whammy! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of good things. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much, Emily, for talking to me. The uh, the new Florist record uh, comes out July 29th. I'm not sure if this will be up yet or not. Um, either way, if it is out, go listen to it. If it's not, then go um, pre-order it, you cowards. Um, thanks for talking to me, Emily. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Jeremy. Have, Have a good nice. weekend. Yeah, you. T- oh, yeah. And it's going to be nice. This week. Are you up in New England? Yeah, yeah. Sort I'm of. I'm in Connecticut, so it's going to be nice finally. I know it's. I'm. It, it needs Go, to happen. Yeah, we need to enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't even need to talk about it. You know. We know. Okay. <laughs> well, have a, have a nice evening. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.